When Cynthia came to TurboTax, she had just launched her new side gig, a true crime podcast. I'm a first-rate detective with a golden voice. As her TurboTax expert, I made her second income count by guaranteeing 100% accurate filing and her maximum refund. <clears throat> what did she do with that refund? Find out next week. Switch to Intuit TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. All right, we back at it, homegrown radio. Chuck Dizzle, DJ here. Let's oh, go. man. We got a homegrown homie uh, like none other in the building. Day one. Right now, day, day one. one. Uh, yes, he's sir. super good. Things are going really, really great for him right now. Uh, the winner of Rhythm and Flows. Yes, uh, the sir. Netflix Rhythm and Flow. D Smoke is in that building with us right now, man. Hey, what's going Welcome, on? Welcome, man. Looking at a winner. Winner. Congratulations. It's good to be here. First you know? and foremost, I mean, you man. was a winner before this. Of course. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Now, yes, you, you know, one, let, let me hold something, bro. What's up, man? <laughs> oh, I got you, man. <laughs> yeah. Just let I me know what you need. Anyway. Nah, but, but congratulations, first and foremost. When when I when I seen um, your name on them opening credits, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, the homie's going to be on this. And, and obviously, we know here that you're beyond talented doing Thank your you. thing. So, to kind of see the journey and you go through this whole thing has just been nothing but surreal and amazing. So congratulations again, big dog. Thank you. Did Not you know you was going to win when you went to that first audition? Um, To keep it 100? No. You didn't feel like I you had it in the bag? I, I felt like I could. But, you know, um, I'm also uh, old enough to know that it's a production first, right. you know. So with that being said, mm, I know TV. that there's it's TV. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things going on um, that are outside of my control. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, subjective opinions, mm-hmm. people who, you know, have, you know, I didn't know what other people's agenda was, you know, so the the production team kind of reassured me that, look, there's no boogeyman. Mm-hmm. What you give us is what we're going to use. And, you know, I found that to be true um, as I went through the process. So but how, but no, you, I didn't know. How did you find out about it? Um, actually, I was um, I was promoting an online series of one minute videos that I was just using, to, you know, Get the buzz up on social networking, and it's called uh, "Run the Subtitles." Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. and it was getting yeah. love. It was getting um, a lot of reposts from some uh, some you know famous artists and big big stars and whatnot. So they were like, uh, people were just like, "Who is this nigga out of Inglewood <laughs> with these Spanish and English bars right. switching?" Like, um, and a lot of it was similar to some of what I did on uh, on Rhythm and Flow. It was talking about my experience. It was just. Just honest raps going back and forth between the language. So um, somebody caught wind of that. I think uh, DJ Battlecat. Shout, shout out, out to Battlecat, Battle yeah. the great West yeah. Coast legend. Yeah, uh, DJ Battlecat. I did one to his beat, one of my favorite beats of all time. Uh, we can freak it by yep. Corrupt. Yeah, he caught wind of it. He uh, he posted it like, "Hey man, I don't know what's happening, but the youngster is ready." You know, so uh, DJ Moon Baby wow. caught wind of that, and then she um, she shared that with a friend who was over a lot of the recruitment for the talent, you know? Mm. So I didn't go the traditional route. I didn't say, hey, I, you know, I hear there's auditions. Here's my uh, here's my submission. Here's my yeah. tape. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, and for that reason, because, you know, I had my own feelings about submitting myself to be judged. You know, I felt like, y'all know how long we've been doing it. There's a certain degree of artistry you get to where it's like, I'm not going to subject myself to somebody else's opinion about what's happening. But when you have when you're like me and you're in a position where they recruit you, then you feel like, okay, there's a, a larger chance that one, I have somebody advocating for 
not necessarily for me, but for fairness, right? If it's fair, I got a good shot against anybody, right? right? Um, advocating for fairness and also just uh, making sure that it's it's a, a sound process, you know? So, um, yeah, that's how you kind of walk in with leverage at that point because it's just like 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 an artist out there that's trying to get a deal. If you mm -hmm. have the labels beating down your doors yeah, versus right. trying to go and get signed, you walk in with a lot more leverage. And I, and, I, and that was one of the things I was thinking too, like you know, with, with somebody as well rounded as yourself when it comes to being a musician, mm -hmm. not not you know in, in a true artist. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times that that is a disadvantage because again they're looking for the production value they're looking for the the smoke and mirrors but no no pun intended but right. but <laughs> you coming in with that and they're looking at like okay no no fuck that we really are trying to like put on something organic and real like i think that's something that i feel like was displayed in the show right and do so as the now that the show's over do you feel like all the edits being done and all that's all of that's being said and done do you feel like, okay, yeah, they rep properly represented myself and everything that I actually put forth? Right. Um, I'm super proud, first and foremost, of how I was represented. You know, um, Jay said in a rap a long time ago, uh, before all this, I was a real star, you mm. know, complete with real cars. You know, you could come and set up the camera, let the video run. like, And that's yeah. how I feel about my life. Like, before rap, you know, before Netflix, Rhythm and Flow, before people catching wind of what I was doing, I was real in, in those communities that I was in. So um, the fact that what the way they represented me didn't conflict with how many people already had respect for me and what I stood for, um, the fact that it, it aligned. Like, people are hitting me up like, man, the same dude that I know you to be in the <laughs> yeah. classroom, you yeah. that same nigga, mm -hmm. uh, you know, on that platform. And that's what I'm most proud of. Mm -hmm. Like, um, on the creative side, it's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, you know, production things that we did have to contend with, right? So, um, you know, it, it was it was dope. But, you know, in the later rounds, it, you you see more of our artistry. In the early rounds, it's like, okay, let's make some smart moves, you know. Um, I told somebody it's not it's not solely a rap competition. Rap is an element, right? But it's, it's an artistry competition. It's a decision-making competition. Like, when you put on a spot, what do you do? You know, how do you respond? Got you. You know, so, and I'm a test taker, so I'm like, you know. okay, this is how we gonna do it. You know, so, um, a lot of the early stuff is, is very catered to what the challenge was, and I just, I took time to understand, like, what is the challenge? Let's approach it a certain way. How did you feel like, okay, so, obviously, people know Cardi's personality, mm -hmm. but we very rarely get to see somebody like Chance. Right. In that type of element. Mm -hmm. Like, we always see T.I., he's always on the internet critiquing people. Cardi is Cardi, right, right? Right, right, But then, like, Chance, do you feel like you got to see a different side of him, too? Like, as far as, like, being in that position where he's not only critiquing you, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, but also kind of taking, him like, a, um, a role of admiration because mm -hmm. i saw the way like he would watch your shit and he'd be like bro this, Yo, this shit is raw mm -hmm. this shit is dope yeah. and i saw like a real respect for your craft towards yeah. the end of the show yeah absolutely yeah chance was a, a very interesting rapper like i mean rapper judge mm -hmm. he um he's super insightful which you know to some people it might come as a surprise people who are like okay he kind of has a playful somewhat like inspirational pop rap style right but I tell a lot of people when you get to that that degree of success, it's no accident. It's no accident that Cardi is Cardi. Absolutely, it's it's very intentional. Even if it's if to you it just comes off comedy, playful, it's no accident. And the same thing applies for Chance. Um, so Chance said a lot of things that didn't actually make 
the show. You know, they they got thousands of hours of footage. Yeah. And it was some it was some it was bars, bars. It was bars that he said that didn't make it. One of which that stuck with me, he told the artist, you know, because some people equate rapping fast to being rap to rapping dope. Mm. You know, and they did say that, you know, when Tip said Snoop Dogg said one, two, two. three, and so the you know what I'm right. saying? But Chance said something similar in the sense that he said, if I didn't hear you deliver your rap and you wrote it out and I looked at it on a piece of paper, I should still get the same point across and I should be just as impressed mm. with what your word choice is um, as I am with your delivery and the whole package. You know, so I think that worked to my advantage. You know, some people said, you know, D-Smoke, he didn't do all the theatrics. jumping or the theatrics. I was laid back. I paced a little bit, you know, a couple hand gestures, but... One, on the West Coast, we don't follow conventions. Mm. Like, we beat to our own rhythm. You feel me? So, and when I went out there, I was not going to come up there and try to be something louder or something. You know what I'm saying? But I know what I say. You feel me? I know what I'm talking about because it's about me half the time. And then the other time, it's about my city or lived experiences. So, um, that, uh, that stood out. And that's what I think Chance was speaking to when he was like, bro, you stand out. Like and he said that to Jacob even. Yeah. He was like, I want to learn about you. Yep. And then Jacob responded. Yes, or or he did. no, 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 Sam. 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 Sam be, be yourself. yourself. Yeah. Sam responded. I know who you were talking about? Yeah. Yep. Sam responded, um, and in a dope way, you know, talked yeah. about his experience in the battle. Yeah. You know, so um, I think it's what I love about it is um, so much hip hop comes out without the critique or the tutelage of these very successful, very seasoned voices. So you got a, uh, millions of artists across the, the country that are watching this, and this is going to start to shape. It'll shape culture, bro. It'll, it'll start to turn the tide into like, okay, I'm going to think a little bit because it's not a compromise. I think what people, what people forget is like, or people think the mis misconception is that you got to compromise what you're trying to say for, uh, for being entertaining. It's not a compromise. It's a challenge. Yeah. You know, you got to take a little bit more time. You can't just get in there and say whatever, but it's no trade-off. You can still say truthful shit, honest shit, and be entertaining as fuck. And we got people doing it. So, Do you um, feel like the show, because I, I know a lot of people um, were saying, I, I saw like, you know, I'm in the, I'm on the, I'm doing the after shows. I know you did the after show too, but I was like, I'm heavily invested in the show I found, like mm -hmm. in the promotion and being engaged on Twitter. And because of the way Netflix dropped it, you got to really engage all the way. Yes. So I'm reading certain things online and I saw one thing that stood out to me. Um, well, actually, two things stood out to me, which was um, top three fan favorite contestants who to win the show would be mm -hmm. you, London B and Flawless. Real talk. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that stood out to me was they people did not like the different facets of the culture. So they didn't like the fact that there was um there, the auditions were okay, mm -hmm. but then they didn't like the fact that you had battles. Mm -hmm. well, what if I'm not a battle rapper? Right. Then they had ciphers. Well, right. what if I'm not a cipher artist? Right. Then um, the samples. Well, what if I'm not a sample? Like, what if I'm not? Mm -hmm. I'm not well versed in that in that space. Mm -hmm. So I saw that critique being thrown around. Did you get any of that stuff too, or did you you care? Uh, well, I'm trying not to pay as much attention to the critiques, yeah. but those I had some of those sentiments myself to keep it one hundred. Right. Gotcha. Going into the competition, I was like, I'm not a battle rapper. You know what I'm saying? That's not my shit. Yeah. You know, I'm a teacher, so half half the time I'm a peacemaker. Yeah. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm diplomatic yeah, and yeah, shit. Walking like, around with a bucket of water, not a flamethrower. <laughs> exactly, bro. And and my thing is, from Inglewood, it's like, like, if you got hands, you got to pass, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like, if you're not 
uh, I have to tell my students sometimes, like, you don't have to gangbang to not be no bitch. Like, and so for me, that's where I came from. Like, I'm not a shit talker. I'm not going to say shit in your face that'll get me fired on. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and the flip side of that and why I chose to put it in my battle is because people say aggressive ass shit in people's face that you wouldn't say in real life. Mm -hmm. So with everything that, you know, old, old man Saxon said to me, and shout out to my nigga because yeah. he's an incredible artist. I knew going into the battle that it's like you're standing across from a nigga that will beat your ass. I will really and beat your ass. ass. Honestly. And, and so, the, and it's not, it's like, it's taking it back to like critiquing what is a battle rap. Right. Yeah. What is a battle rap? It's kind of aggressive. It's you saying shit that you wouldn't say to a real nigga. You know what I'm saying? So that, that was part of my strategy. You know, it was an incredible moment. And like he said, man, um, they, they super cut the edit down. It was, you know, you know, it was 20, 20 minutes, minutes yeah. of waiting. They called the lawyers out. They had to call wow. the They called lawyers. the lawyers out because yeah. they said, they said, look, can we cut multiple people, even winners from previous rounds of the battle, um, so that we can keep both of them through? Wow. The judges, yeah. they, they thought it would be fair to everybody to send both of us through. Damn. And that was where they really were at. And the lawyers was like, based it on did. how these rules are written, you wow. can't. Wow. Yeah. No, I, re I remember, I remember, because um, we were just, it was like damn near, uh, you know, like how that when you be on set, it was like, all right, every like the crew go to lunch. Mm -hmm. It was like one of them situations. Like, okay, we were just sitting around waiting, and you just, I mean, you, you know, you ultimate poise and all this kind of shit. And then old man Saxon standing there, and I remember just looking at y'all, and it was like, what the fuck is going on? What is happening like, right and, now? And then, they, and they had the, the production team to bring in the lawyers, and then they were going over this shit. And you never lost your composure though. Mm -hmm. Like it was like. Were you okay in that moment? This is what I want to ask you. In that moment, were you okay with whatever they decided? Whatever. Mm. So I, and you, both if, of us were. Both of us were. We were okay. Look, I'm gonna keep it 100. My goal going in was to represent myself and my city well. I think I even said that. Yeah. In my the everybody came out. Everybody came out like, "What's up? I'm in this motherfucker. Yeah. Put your hands." Up. And it's before they started rapping. Right. I went up, said, "What's up? My name D Smoke." I'm from Inglewood, mm -hmm. and I'm here to put on for my city. Mm. Run the beat, head. Yeah. That's the whole, that's yeah, as concise that's as it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the whole thing. And so I was focused on that. If you notice the drama that was going on yeah. in front of the camera, I dipped. Right. Went I found a, a quiet spot. You know, I'm behind the camera with the, with the producers <laughs> and like, shit like, like, damn, look at that. that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm out the way mm -hmm. because my, my intention was to go in there and represent, you know. I know when cameras come on, the youngsters going to turn up a little bit because, you know, they equate camera time to publicity and publicity to opportunities. But they don't know that some publicity is going to close doors for your ass because mm -hmm. people won't go on to dissociate with you and what you represent. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, so um, I, at any point in the at any point in the uh, the whole competition, I was ready to go home. Really? Yep. Because I knew what I did. I was ready to go home. That's crazy, yeah, bro. Yeah, I knew I, Let me, okay. I, I accomplished my goal every round. And the other the other part uh, about the battle where you was like, when you was writing your, your I don't want to say diss record, but when you were, <laughs> when, you, when you was writing your battle yeah. to Old Man Saxon, mm -hmm. and, you, and you had that bar like, I'll really beat, beat your ass. ass. Mm -hmm. Like, what was going through your mind, like, when you wrote that? Right. Like, were you like, like, I'll fire on this nigga? Or were you on some shit like, this gonna be good? Um, it was, 
I wanted the world to know that that's how I really feel about battle type situations. There's not this much talking to be done mm -hmm. where I come from. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, like right. I read your autobiography. Like, ain't that about a bitch? <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> that nigga hit me with a line. Ain't nigga. that right, about right, a bitch? The whole the yeah. autobiography is completely about a bitch, bitch ass right, nigga. Right. <laughs> like, damn, nigga, that that was a bar, bro. That was a bar. You know, you have to get that. Hey, I have the hats off yeah, to that yeah, nigga. Yeah. So I mean, it's just it's a collection of shit you wouldn't say mm -hmm. to a nigga who knows that you're tangible. Yeah. You know, so. Um, that's why I wanted to bring it back to that, like, yeah, battle rapping and all this stuff, but this is At who this day. is who you battling. And then you force everybody in the room to contend with the fact that like he that's said that to a nigga face. Yeah. <laughs> like even Saxon was you know, like, yo, that's the one thing I really believed. That the yeah. whole thing. Like, right, right. He didn't say that. I believed he was gonna beat my ass. Hey man. And and the thing is, I think what cause it got technical, mm -hmm. it got real technical. I think one thing that because his verse was dope, mm -hmm. and he and he ex executed it flawlessly. Absolutely, right. And it's his own style, mm -hmm. so you have to like it. Yeah, I want the world to check this motherfucker out because mm -hmm. he's dope, right? Um, the one thing that when it got down to the nitty gritty, it's like, okay, mine is custom made for old man Saxon. I knew like I'm not a battle rapper. I'm taking these risks. You know what I'm saying? I said he's he looked like a broke Steve Harvey. <laughs> I said. <laughs> You even got the stash, but my flow is the GOAT. T, I'm Kobe, mm. you know Ring Barkley. Like, mm. I'm going after him like, this is for you. Yeah. So that means when we decide, the moment a day ago or two days ago when they told us that's who you battling, I went from scratch and catered something to this moment. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? His was dope as shit, but he didn't say smoke. You know what I'm saying? He His one line about me, you look like African Bombada's right. granddaughter. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? So... But out within the verse, you know, there was nothing that was like, okay, this is tailor-made for him to fuck you up. Right. 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 And the way that Flawless oh, was for Beans. Beans. Oh Beans. And we got to talk about that. Oh we got Beans is incredible. Bro, listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> now, I was there. But watching it back, I'm yeah. like, oh, oh so bad. Like shit, that. he did Beans dirty. He, he came and, for everybody. Yeah. How he started off. Yeah. And the thing is, was 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 so dope about. I mean, hats off to flawless, real talk. Yes, absolutely, I, mean, I think. But I think Beans is dope too. Yes, she's Incredible. super. She's super dope, and mm -hmm. I feel like just this one thing, like he did what you did because mm -hmm. y'all are vets. Yes, he literally crafted something specifically made for her mm -hmm. in that moment, and it's like I'm gonna just. I'm gonna pull your arm off. Then I'm gonna pull off your pinky toe. Then I'm gonna pull off. It was just, you know what I'm saying? It was just like so nitpicky to the yeah. point, of like, um. So I would, I would take it that that was your favorite one outside of yours. Um, easily, easily, yeah, easily. Got you. So an another fan favorite moment, and I think the thing that kind of got people really loving you from the from the jump oh, was yeah. when, when Snoop, you know. Like, what, what do you smoke? <laughs> Shout out to the OG big homie Uncle Snoop, like. I don't know if people really understand that moment uh, all the way. You, I think you got to be from here. They don't, you got to be we from know, here. We know, for sure. One, one, I think it was Snoop Dogg throwing me a lot mm -hmm. more than anything. You know, whether it was intentional mm -hmm. or it just happened to be like out of true gangsta-ass curiosity. Mm -hmm. Like, it was a lot. The reason being, um, there's always a question of an artist coming out the West with a with an immediate amount of 
uh, visibility. Like, how strong are you in the place where you come from? Re- reason being, you have to move around. Absolutely. You, gotta you move have around. to move around. You're not a rapper off the West and having to run into roadblocks that you can't get on the phone and, and get through. So how legitimate, um, how how authentic are you true to where you come from? And that's, it also lent to what happened in the video round. Like, I knew, I understood what the video round was about. You know, it's like, go back to your home city. Anybody that's not from my home city, I got to take them there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, but but Snoop, he threw me a lob in the sense that, um, and he didn't know how I was going to respond. I didn't know how I was going to respond because this shit is not scripted. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I you know, trying to tell people yo, this shit is not scripted. And I think Niggas, that's what I, I love seen most some dumb shit it, too. Like, this shit was not scripted. I didn't know how I was going to respond. And that's the beauty of it because what happened is is organic as fuck and it's true. You know, Snoop Dogg could have switched up the question and got a different answer. Like, where'd you grow up? Right. Specifically. Yeah. Well, then, then it gets different. Yeah. You know, yeah. the territories, yeah, yeah, yeah. then we can narrow it down. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But my thing was, OG, you know, with all due respect, I ain't swell up. I don't got it, you know, none of the extras. But you asked me the same question, you're going to get the same answer because it was true the first time. You know what I'm saying? And if I was a, if I was a banged out ass nigga, then... Uh, of course, they'd have got a different answer, but I wasn't. <laughs> right, right. You know, my music will tell more of the story of why I can move around Inglewood without pushing the gang lines or a red flag or a blue flag. You know, the music will tell the, the details of why, you know, in my city, if I make a phone call, niggas can and will show up, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's, it's dope that he asked that question because people need to know that before they give you that nod. And he gave me that mm-hmm. nod. And who else is better to get, you know, he didn't, the West. Snoop. That was oh, the one. Yeah. Well, that, that moment to <laughs> a me. Career defining moment. Absolutely. Yeah. No, for sure. That moment to me was special in, in two ways. One, it was special because of how you approached it. Like mm-hmm. you like it was organic as fuck. We didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. When he asked you, when he doubled up, I'm going to tell you the truth. Okay. So I'm standing there and when he doubled back and asked you the same question, I'm like. <laughs> you look. Like, <laughs> I was like, wait, wait. Did you see the judges do the same thing? Yeah. Chance was uncomfortable. Yeah. Chance was like, Ooh, oh shit. Yeah. Right? Because it, 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 right now, think about it like this. This, this one was like, we're like on this global scale, which mm-hmm. is Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Where everybody's looking at us, right? And in that moment, it just became some L.A. shit real Period. quick. Immediately. Instant. Real quick. But that's L.A. Yeah. That's sure. L.A. Sure. The shit happens yeah. real quick. Absolutely. You pumping your gas and the next thing, a nigga you didn't even see coming up is like, hey, homie. What? Yeah. That's how it happens. I got banged on Christmas Eve going on. And so it's like, I get, oh, so when bro. you said that, I'm like, oh, man. I, I, I told that's you. That's L.A. It happens fast. So then when you. And that's would, dope. When I'm standing there and you. Because when he asked it and he doubled back and I'm looking so like. So what you gonna do, nigga? You know what I'm saying? Like, and he said, "I'm from Inglewood." And this dude was like, "All right, like, yeah, I fuck with this nigga." (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just that that moment was so dope to me because it was some LA shit played out on a global scale, Mm -hmm. and people got to really see a raw LA moment. And it was poetic, bro. Yeah, like how it turned out. Like Snoop, it's like to be an OG. Crip from Long Beach looking at a nigga from a blood dominated city, mm-hmm. claiming that city unapologetically, mm-hmm. and the end result is I respect your approach to the shit. Love. Can't ask for more than that. That's love, bro. Sure. So 
shit, that that made me proud. Niggas on the internet was yeah. going up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, leading up to these moments, man. I mean, I, I, what I do like again, you you talking about the video, how you displayed your city, man, and and you just did an incredible job with that. Thank you. But but leading up to that, man, who who is D Smoke? Like, mm -hmm. uh, you you talked about being an educator. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and there's little snippets in. For me, I'm paying attention, so I see you talking about your relationship with your father in there. Yeah. How he wasn't home. Uh, he, he was locked up for some time. Yeah. And, that relationship. So kind of kind of dive into to who D Smoke is and why uh, you decide to get into education. Just all mm -hmm. those things prior to music. Yeah. Well, I, I got to start off by saying I'm incredibly blessed, bro. Like, it's the, the different factors that kind of shape me, the different moments in my background. It's just like, it's all, in a, in a certain sense, random, right? You got pops being locked up, right? Pops was locked up. It's the '80s, so it's drug-related crimes, right? Um, but it's also at the same, at the very same time, it's a musical family, right? So, whereas in some places, not having a father in the home is almost a death sentence. Like, damn, mm -hmm. well, he's fucked. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. But in our case, it's like, okay, that's missing, but it's uncles around. It's music in the household. You know, my mom and dad uh, are ministers, so. I learned to play piano from my mom at as early as six years old. Really? You know, and I started off doing classical and competing all through high school, you know, full classical uh, concertos and whatnot. So it's um, it's it's just an anomaly in a sense. Like, I can't ask for these type of experiences, you know. And then it's like we have somewhat of a, we have some years of a private school experience. So academically, yeah. I was just sharp. But then we, then it's like, okay, our scholarships get cut off. Because <laughs> we not paying for the right. private school. So then we mm -hmm. go, then it's like, okay, now we back at Warren Lane and Inglewood High School. Wow. You know? Um, and when Pops was locked up, we was fighting. And that's that's really because Mom gave us that pass. Like, look, y'all not going to be no busters. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. when you go Stand to school, period, we had specific instructions. Like, you don't let nobody run over you. And so, you know, it's we all brothers, all boys. I don't have no sisters. Mm. We get all the practice we need in the house. So outside, we just tearing shit up, you know. But inside the classroom, my teachers wouldn't know that because what, what, although if I got, came home and said I got in a fight, uh, my mom would be like, why? It's not an immediate punishment, mm -hmm. right? But if I came home and with a note that said your son was disrespectful to the teacher, it's like we not having it. You know what I'm right. saying? Wow. Like that's a different boundary, mm -hmm. right? So. I think it was just a healthy sense of stand up for yourself, you know, be who you are. Don't let nobody run over you. And, you know, when it comes to people that are there to to deposit into your life, don't, you know, don't take that for granted or don't disrespect them. So that was part of that little anomaly. And then, you know, my older brother, Ron Ron, uh, my older brother, he bangs, you know what I'm saying? So his background was like he was in Inglewood. When the thing is, my dad was locked up from when I was like two, came home for a minute when I was four, went right back, and all the way until I was eight, he was locked up. Now, my brother Ron Ron is 10 years older than me, so these are my like super childhood years. Yeah. For him, this is his teenage years. Like you, you feel me? So, years. yeah, formative years. Yeah. So he's like, okay, well, pops ain't around. Whatever that void is, that male presence, tutelage, you know, mm -hmm. he took straight to, you know, the streets, you know, and. Um, anybody that know us know what what that was, you know. So, um, but what kind of what he contributed to us because we grew up singing, you know, musical. We we actually were signed to DreamWorks um, as a group 
of <laughs> young boy singers, really? brother group. Yeah. Me, sir, and my brother Davion. What wow. was the name of that group? It was called In 3D. Get out of here. Really? In 3D. We were signed. So, you, <laughs> yeah. so you've already been I'm on kind of... Oh, we didn't drop... We were, we, was, we, was, we were six songs into a project, but Gerald Busby, the same dude that signed Boys to Men, he was... Uh, rest in peace. He had diabetes, and it started getting bad. So his acts, his acts got dropped from the label. So the we person that brought you in was... Yes. Wow. He couldn't... He couldn't. And this See was at a time where you sign an artist, developing them. Yeah. You know, we were taking uh, vocal lessons at Randy Gill's house, you know, uh, Johnny Gill's house up in Beverly Hills. You know, just my dad was, it's crazy because he was a limo driver um, at the time. That's so crazy. he's pulling us, he's driving us around in limos, but it's not, <laughs> not the limo <laughs> like that. We made it already. It's because when he go, when we go to school, yeah. one, our lunch, m- lunch money was the tips that he made. Wow. From driving, if he happened to drive a famous person and they was generous that day, it's like we ate good. If it wasn't, you know, hey, peanut butter and jelly, you feel me? So, um, but it was it was just a crazy set of experiences. Had it not been for my older brother Ron, Ron, who was like active in Inglewood, you know, um, among and my homie Chiz, rest in peace, Mm -hmm. and y'all knew Chiz, Chiz, his older brothers, uh, Miko Mark and uh, Sean Chisholm, you know between our older brothers who really lived that street life, pistols, fighting, all of that, um, that was our past because it's like, okay, we understand that, mm-hmm. but they can all speak to the fact that it that alone won't get you nowhere. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So um, it was just that crazy set of experiences, and that's why I say I'm blessed because, you know, you can't you can't script that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to send you to private school, but you're going to be in boxing. Yeah. And I'm going <laughs> to... You're going to go to Inglewood playing classical. Like, yeah, that shit don't make no sense. Like you know what I'm saying? So, for me, it just it just gives me a, a great sense of responsibility. You feel me? Now, now, one thing you mentioned, obviously, sir, being your brother, we we know that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but, but one thing that I do respect about you not leaning into that and using that as a platform. Yeah. You know what I mean? Speak to why, why you chose to go that route and just, you know, kind of not not use that as, yeah. a, as, a, as an affiliation, so to speak. I mean, I think that, that tells on itself if it's like, I'm Sir's brother. Yeah. Because that means... I don't know who I am, but I know who he is. You so know you what I'm saying? Like identity all your yeah, own. Yeah, I got an identity all of my own, you know? And if if the the beauty of it for me is like if rap never happened, right? There's no arrival. It's not like, okay, you made it. Now sit down and enjoy it. No. It's a it's a journey. But if rap never happened, I was I've already been successful. You know, I've been fulfilled, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, in my work. So um I you know, I don't have to introduce myself as I'm Serge's brother, mm-hmm. right? But I'm proud to say that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm so proud of my younger brother. And people, uh, somebody asked me a dumbass question a minute ago, like, uh, are you ever, like, a little bit jealous of your brother? And oh, the, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> my brother, his, like, I share in his success. You know what I'm saying? We don't have no joint account. You feel me? But, <laughs> but I'm rooting him on as if he is... Me, you know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah, I, I'm both D Smoke, you know, I'm Sir's brother, you know, Sir is D Smoke's brother, and I, I, I look forward to the day where it's as fair, uh, as fair an exchange for him as it has been for me, you know. Shout out to him, he took me on tour, you feel me? When he went on the uh, Miguel tour, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Warren Leisure tour, mm-hmm. shout out to Miguel too, wow. you know, um. Sir asked me, and we were roommates at the time, still living in Inglewood. He had been signed to TDE, but he's still in the hood, and niggas didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Sir was like, who should I take on tour? And I'm like, 
Nigga, take a drummer. Nigga. Like, if you got one musician, you got show tracks, DJ and drummer is going to bang. Mm -hmm. You know, you still got the musical element, but then the drummer is going to add that live. When you hit that live snare, the energy go up in the room, right? So that was my recommendation. And then, you know, it gets back that they're like, drummer is like heavy, heavy packing. You know, we can't do drummer, you know, because they're in one sprinter van on this run. He was like, come on tour with me. And I was like, bro, I'm still waiting on DJ Battlecat to get back to me. Like, <laughs> Battlecat was like, nigga, I got this thing in, in the works. I want you to be a part of it. I was like, for sure, you know, I'm waiting on the word. He's like, come on tour with me. Then I gave Battlecat a cur courtesy call, like, big homie. This is what's going on. <laughs> Little bro offered me to go on tour. You know, I'm going to make this run. You know what I'm saying? And then we left. So that that in and of itself changed my life because... Run the subtitles came after that. When you, it's, there's no price you could put on opening your mind and developing those kind of experiences, seeing the the whole country in that short amount of time. Yep. You know, yep. it's invaluable. It's invaluable. Yeah. yeah. Do you and Sir have songs together? Obviously, we do. You do. We do. Me and Sir have songs together. Okay. Um, wow. wow. Not wow. on this. Not on the seven song. So I got a seven song that's. That's uh that's out today. Go check it out. Okay. Inglewood High. Nice. Yeah, Inglewood High. High is officially out. It's that's officially what I was gonna out. get into. Um what what why Inglewood High? Obvious okay. for obvious reasons. Yeah, but I mean, okay, so it's conceptually. The 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 obvious reason is that it um it's an ode to the city, right? The city is changing. Um, you know, with the, the stadium being built, property value is rising, skyrocketing in some places. Um, you know, where they used to be walking pit bulls, they're now walking poodles. Oh oh, no. You know what I'm saying? It's so it's, the city is changing. It's developing, right? Um, and so it's almost like an ode to the the old guard. You know, like this is the Inglewood I grew up in. How much of this can we preserve while accepting the changes and benefiting as a community from the changes that are happening? So um, it talks about my experience because I went to Inglewood High School twice, you know, all four years in high school, then I went to UCLA, and then I came back and I taught at Inglewood High. Oh, so yeah, yeah. it's both stories. I both tell, like, coming up, this is how I was as a student, you know, but then on the other side, as a teacher, I, I tell some of my students' stories and that mindset that I watched them have because while I was at Inglewood High School as a, as a student, I was focused. Like, I knew what was going on around me, but I wasn't, like, super distracted. Mm. As a teacher, it's my job to pay close attention to. Involved. I'm involved and invested. So and I, I can tell a lot of the Inglewood stories better from a teacher's standpoint because I'm not I'm not too much absorbed in what I have to do. It's more so you're my priority. So I got a song on there called Lil Red. You know what I'm saying? Lil Red is a story of a youngster in Inglewood who and it's not it's not any one story. It's the story that recurs far too often, you know, and you could make a safe assumption as to what Lil Red is. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> people go from eighth grade. Being a fun, cool guy, the ninth grade, he turned up, turned right, up, right. In outside, and out, outside, inside. Yeah, like damn, that's that's funny, James. Yeah, now he J, you now, know, yeah. you know what I'm saying. So, Lil Red is that story, um, and I enjoy that that track because it's uh, you know, a lot of times people think storytelling songs is just like give me a hip hop beat and I'm gonna lay back and <laughs> no, but Lil Red, bang, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, um, so Inglewood High. Is special to me because it tells it's both sides of that coin. Um, if you if we're gonna use Snoop's words, you know, gotcha. both sides of the coin. Now, were you, are you still involved with with education? Are you still teaching, or did you? I'm not full time teaching at the moment, okay. so I still have a uh, tutoring clients. You know what I'm saying? 
uh, that I that I get with, and we have you know like private sessions, work with them. Sometimes even if if all we can do is FaceTime, but um, I'm I'm always gonna be passionate about uh, the language learner, especially young black language learners, mm-hmm. right? Because I think it wasn't cool, it wasn't cool in my time to learn Spanish. I, I remember the Spanish teachers getting hell from the black kids, and I'm I'm sneaking off like already interested in learning because you know as a kid. I went to a private school that was predominantly Latino and they was my friends and they would just code switch without knowing. Mm-hmm. And I'd be left behind like, um, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> Come on. You know, right. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so, um, I forgot where I was No, you, you were saying that you, you, you're taking on clients right now. So oh yeah. Like yeah. So I, so I, you know, I, I'm always passionate about the language learner I have. And I was telling somebody the other day, like I'm a writer first, like we started doing music writing for other people. You know, we got to deal with Warner Chapel and I wrote the song Never for Jaheem and wrote and produced that. Wrote all kind of oh. stuff like Pussycat Dolls, you know, some stuff for Usher that he recorded didn't get put out. I'm just went jealous the process. That, like, it's crazy. Like, and we, Cause we got like a couple talents. Like maybe. Oh, you know, no, no, this, this, is, this is on some, some whole other. This, just, I hate on people with talent. Like, uh, just don't do that. No, I'm just saying, just because I'm, you know, both my parents short and stocky, they chubby. You know, so I don't got the athleticism. Mm-hmm. I don't got the the, the voice. And he just said on the other podcast, he said, my mom just told me that she had no no ambition, no drive. Yeah. Yeah, damn. Like, so I didn't get nothing. Like, I, I can't get nothing. And you do. You speaking Spanish, <laughs> teaching piano, rapping, winning shows. You got money. Y'all rich. Your whole family talented. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? Man, I work hard. Yeah. <laughs> I work hard. I enjoy work. You know what I'm saying? You, know, you going um, on tours and shit? Anyway, sorry. Um, I, I, I see it. It's, it's it's a proud moment because, like I said, we've been we've been seeing them grow for for so yeah. many years. Woodworks, yeah. woodworks. You yep. know what I'm saying? Having a studio right down the street from homegrown and yes. just like seeing all of the things that are happening right now. So, okay, I, I do want to I want to get into why um the the, the I still want to tap into the educational the side of it mm-hmm. because. You do an amazing thing by being tapped into the community, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you've always been around kind of doing your thing. But right now, it's like it's uh, that, that world of being torn now. You mm-hmm. know, obviously, su- the success of the show is going to prof- obviously give you more avenues, more lanes, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Where, where are you right now when it comes to things are picking up and progressing mm-hmm. and obviously staying as a staple in the community? How are you handling that? Right. Um, well, well, it's really exciting, you know. Um, the platform is going to allow me the opportunity to do to do the same things that I was already doing, but on a greater level, mm-hmm. right? And I didn't know that I would be on a show. Right. I didn't know that I was. We were prepared to build our following over the course of however of course. How long it fucking took. long it yeah. took. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what we had planned for, mm-hmm. and that's why we're so prepared for what's happening right now. Um, so I didn't know that we would have this immediate amount of publicity, like to keep it 100. My my follows, nigga, have been going up <laughs> like ten thousand follows a fucking like hour. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh shit! Like it's ridiculous, bro. So, um, but the 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 beauty in that is I have I have visions back when I was in college. My first job in college was uh, directing out out of college. Excuse me. Well, in college and then out of college. In college, I was a tutor and a mentor for a program called Shape that's still at UCLA. Mm-hmm stands for Students Heightening Academic Performance Through Education. And uh, I worked all four years. My last two years, I was a coordinator. 
And then when I graduated, my first job was to be the director of that program. So I was a salaried employee for the university, recent graduate, and I had a staff of 30 people and four sites that I managed and four grants that I managed as well, right? So in doing so, you get to see like how these, the inner workings of it. One, I was a master at every ground level job on that, um, on that job. I can sit down with a student map out their goals, turn that into a plan of action on a weekly schedule, Mm -hmm. you know, assess what their core values are, how that relates to how they spend their time, all of that. Right. So as director, I was like, I've, I've written out ideas of programs that I know would work in terms of producing a result in the lives of young people. So Mm -hmm. my ultimate goal is to do a community center that one, the space in and of itself is just somewhere to go. That's like half the battle. Yep. Right. Having, the kids have somewhere to go. Idle time, a, bro. Idle time. In Inglewood or? In Inglewood. Got you. Idle, you know, and it's some things that are already in the work works that I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. Down to like the property that we're looking at to do it on. You know, and uh, um, taking a step back, uh, after the show was filmed, right, somebody asked me, who do I want to work with? Because yeah. they were like, you know, now we can imagine you, you know, being able to survey who you want to collaborate with. Uh, creatively, I was like, I want to work with Nipsey Hussle. Whoa. Right? Bro, I'll cry saying it. The next week, the next week, we get the news. Mm-hmm. L.A., and the first news, y'all remember, it was he got shot. Yeah, right. Right? I remember that day. The first clearly, week, clearly, I was at my house. Mm-hmm. DJ Shanks hit me up. And uh, we start praying. That's all we know how to do, right? Then we get the second news. And it was like he was taken from us. And it should knock me off my feet, bro. So, because one, one, it was two feelings. It was like, I'm hurt. I was just said bro's name. The second thing was, all, all I envisioned is like, me being from Inglewood, me being from Crenshaw and Manchester, mm-hmm. and him being from Crenshaw and Slauson, yep. and doing music together yep. would be so good for the city. Impactful. Anybody from LA no. knows that one mile stretch between those two major streets is a world apart in terms of like affiliation. So that I thought I was gonna do something great, like, hey bro, let's link up and get Inglewood and South Central on the same page so that one, niggas stop losing homies. Two, we move the conversation forward around what you're doing on a business front um and what I plan on doing in um, you know, on my end as well. Yeah. Y'all know y'all saw Woodworks on Manchester. Exactly. Yeah. It was very informed by yeah. the Marathon store. And it wasn't the Marathon store at that time. Right, right. You know, it was a t-shirt shop. Yeah, you, know sure. yeah. you know, so it was very informed. I worked across the street from there. I taught at View Park at one point. And um, so working there, we also did shows there because the, the teaching staff knew why I um, did music. One day we uh <laughs> we had a show over there. And I was like, man, let's go over there and grab a T-shirt because I thought I had packed, you know, my little performance outfit in the trunk. Mm-hmm. I didn't have nothing. I was like, I'm going to go get a T-shirt. The bros, because, you know, we from Inglewood, I told them I'm going by myself. Like, let me go by myself. Hell yeah. They was like, nope, nope. <laughs> we're not letting you go by yourself. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, and I can't tell them not to let me go by myself because they like, we ain't going to let you out on Crenshaw and Slauson yeah. by yourself. So we go over there four deep, already looking like issues. Yeah. <laughs> And um, we walk in there, and Nip wasn't there this time, but his homies was in there. And, you know, he's always been about employing people from the community. Exactly. So, you know, niggas who know L.A., again, they know where they was from. Yeah. Uh, they see us. We unfamiliar with four of us 
one older. You don't know what we don't know what y'all own. They don't know what we own, and they're at work. Yeah. So the thing is, they can't. They still can't treat it how they would had it been an unfamiliar situation elsewhere, right? So they like, what's up, fellas? How can I help you? Mm. You know. Ooh. And then I'm like, in order to just kind of calm it all, because the dudes that came with me, they came with me in case, but they all they on edge too. It's just you got that mentality there. I'm like, I pull out a hundred. I'm like, bro, we're going to get some teas. I'm definitely going to take that mixtape right there, too. So I put the 100 on the table like, we're going to do some business. Diffuser. Then right we there. shop, yeah, right? Yeah, Then we shop. They like, okay. Nigga wouldn't have done that if it was on right. some bullshit. Um, my dumb ass homie. Right. So, I mean, not not dumb. He's he's a funny nigga. He's a real street nigga, right? <laughs> a real street nigga. What did he do? He grabs, uh, you know, because Nip. Has his shirts in all colors. Yeah. He grabs a white one with blue letters and a white one with red letters on it. Takes it to the table. He's like, hey, man, both these motherfuckers is doped in a mug. Which one Which one, which one you like more? <laughs> of course, the nigga behind the counter is like, I like this one. Pointed to the blue one. He's like, yeah, that is dope, but what about this, this motherfucker right here real hard? <laughs> and I'm like, you're an idiot. But do, <laughs> why? 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 No, yeah. because. <laughs> Bro, it was dumb. But, you know, at the end of the day, what happened, we bought a grip of shit. No, and we no. was like, hey, man, y'all have a blessed day. They was like, much love. Mm. Because everybody was relieved that it was, they knew, they still knew what it was. They still knew it was like, them niggas ain't from around here. But they respect the game. And that's that's I, the untold story of L.A. Like, exactly. It's so many cross collaborations, so to speak, in the sense that we from even rival hoods. Mm -hmm. But I see the real nigga in you, so I'm going to respect that. I'm going to honor that and I'm going to treat you with the utmost, you know, mutual respect. And that that was what uh, ended up happening. I think, too, um, also going over there, you know, at the Marathon store, I feel like even before when it was just a T-shirt spot, people always respected what Nip and, and Sam was trying to do. Mm -hmm. And so, like, mm -hmm. I felt like that's always been a place. That's why it was so it hit us so hard yeah. with what happened because it's like that's always been a place where we've gone multiple times. I've been there I don't know how many times. And I just go by myself. I go, me and Chuck, I go, me and Salas, like, and we just go and, like, patronize the business. I buy, mm -hmm. I buy, you know, a hat, a hundred dollar. Nip used to kill me with them hundred dollar hats. <laughs> God yeah. damn, Nipsey. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I bought, you know, I bought the hat. And it's just like, um, I feel like the we need more of those. Well, I, I refer to them like satellite stations, mm -hmm. right? Like, so what you're trying to do, what Woodworks was, mm -hmm. what Homegrown was. Yes. And I feel like those hubs. different hubs Mound. in different different places where people can go and they know it ain't never that. Right. No it ain't never that. Right. It's always, look, we ain't here Not doing, primarily. Not primarily. Yeah, exactly. We That's always not what it's doing about. music or we doing, we being productive mm -hmm. members exactly. of society in here. Exactly. And I feel like. It's certain things like that that, that gets overlooked. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love, like, you know, stories like that. Yeah, um, that's a real one. I do want to talk about, too, um, your your performance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so the finale performance was fucking amazing. Thank you. Respect. I, everybody, in, everybody in the building is just, we're just watching, like, this shit is the best shit I've ever seen. <laughs> and I saw, I remember looking over and I saw... I remember looking over, I saw Tip's face, right? Hmm. And it was more like, it wasn't even a, a, it wasn't him like, it wasn't a critique face. Mm -hmm. It was like a, this nigga's, this nigga's, this nigga's amazing mm. type of thing, right? So obviously it was, I mean, it was the Last Supper. 
theme mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Man, we went in the studio. One, uh, shout out to Soundwave. Shout out to Soundwave. Shout out to Soundwave because... My thing is, as a, I'm a producer as well. I was a producer before I was a writer. I know. I saw you tickling the keys. Tickling and, the keys. The <laughs> Ebony's and the Ivory's. Seven million talents. You know what I'm saying? Had to do it. I'm a producer first. So mm-hmm. when they tell us, when they tell us the the challenge the day before, and like tomorrow you get in the studio, I'm like, tonight I'm already in the, in the studio. studio. I brought. I got a laptop. No, I brought a desktop to my hotel room. Damn. Even though we shooting in L. A. They're like, you cannot go home. You can't go home. You have because if they decide that night we're getting footage of you in your room, guess what? You get they're getting footage, footage of you in your room. Snap. You know what I'm saying? So I brought a desktop, uh, uh, inbox, uh, uh, my mic, you know, uh, MIDI controller, keyboard. So even if I'm going in with somebody that's gonna recreate the shit, I'm I'm going in like, here's a scratch here's of what we're doing today. Here. The beauty of that is uh Soundwave took it. Took the scratch I did and leveled it up, bro. Mm-hmm. Like sound wise, mm-hmm. and it's it's just he's a prepared producer. He has custom sounds of his own that are damn near like samples that have five or six, seven layers in them. Mm-hmm. You know, he pressed one button and it's a world of its own, and he's building on top of that. Like so, um, we went in like that. Like I have this idea, and this is how we're gonna do it. Now the what I wanted to do, and the crazy thing is, as it it being a hip hop show. There was, I don't remember, other than, there were a couple hip-hop beats that we used in the battle rounds. Mine was, like, super drum-driven. But later in the rounds, things went back to, like, primarily trap. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And um, what we did for the second half of that song, we did the first, like, straight-up hip-hop. Like, some sweet shit. Mm -hmm. Like, the shit was just some... And that's something... At that point, I left the studio because I was like, okay, we built that first half of the beat how I envisioned it, right? Because all I knew is I'm going to come out stomping. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm from, I follow boxing. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't win a championship on some passive shit. You got to take it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I had written the first line of, of the rap that I did back in the battle round. I was thinking it, I was thinking of using it against uh, Old Man Saxon to start off. Like, keep it 100. I be feeling like, who? Who? Nobody. Like, I don't, none of y'all niggas, in my view, is like, we're in different worlds, my nigga. And if you don't view it that way, rapping kind of ain't the thing for you. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I thought about using that in a battle round and I was like, nah, we gonna open it up. Like, you know, like that in the, at the end. You know, these niggas finally understand when I land, I'm the man. Fuck you thought this was, nigga from Japan to the land. Something <laughs> like, like, you know, like I'm coming for him. Mm-hmm. Then we switch because it's Last Supper. Mm-hmm. Then you take him home and talk about what supper was as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, the second half we went hip hop and we went warm. And, you know, because the crowd has been with us. It's the same people in the crowd. They start to become familiar faces, that live audience. So it's like, let's take them home. Give him a beautiful moment, interact with him. Like, keep it 100. I be feeling like Campbell's soup over white rice. Mm. Baked chicken with the skin on. Lawry's with black pepper. I'm fully seasoned with half the effort. Ask my nigga Mash, bro. I've been on. I'm a pit with a bunch of labs in the kino. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we, I'm coming for him, but it's like, now let's take it back and be like, you know, this is supper. This is food. This is nourishment. This is, you know what I'm saying? This is music, you know? So, um, it was, it was a, it was a puzzle piece. It was both aggressive in a way that's like, 
I'm I'm gonna show you elements of myself. Oh, and I ain't talk about the the piano piece. Mm-hmm. I I told myself in the first round, by the end of this, by the end of this shit, they gonna see. I want to sit down at the piano and I want to play and rap. Take and, it home. And here's the thing, and this is what that, I was gonna get to that because I wanted you to bring it up, but I remember that shocked everybody. Mm-hmm. That I mean, see, and the thing is, this is what people don't realize: when you shoot a television show, it's not necessarily shot in chronological order right so you're sh- so the judges had no idea mm-hmm. that you played because yeah, they hadn't seen my studio shit they hadn't seen your the, studio yeah. yet. audience we we all know yeah. we know you know because I'm, of the because the of the story, beginning right? yeah, story. Yeah. but the, the but judges weren't in the studio with us they crazy. never saw me sit down at an instrument or none of that the judges wow. had yeah. no idea that he could play the piano like that right. so he sat down <laughs> right exactly Got so it. he said he's playing the piano and i i saw i looked over i saw cardi and she was like what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it was just like, to me, I was like, oh, he got this shit. Hey, I man, was like, he got this shit. Did you, now when you, I, obviously you purposely, and I know they brought that up mm-hmm. when they were when they were talking about it. You purposely saved that for the end. Yes. You you displayed the Spanish shit all the way through, mm-hmm. and then you purposely saved that specific why? Because um, I feel like early in the competition. It's a it's an introduction, so you you got to give them stuff that grabs their attention and makes them not forget you. Exactly. You can't if that's your primary focus to try to do that and then say something introspective or this like you you're running a huge risk, right? I had a whole nother verse that I could have did in the first uh, the first round, but my brother, you know, I called my bro. He was like, "Bro, save that. Don't do that one." Mm-hmm. You know, and I didn't end up doing that one on the show at all. Um, so. By the time they had seen those other facets, it's really like bring them home, right? The piano was then bringing them home. Mm-hmm. Like this, I had a, I grew up with a piano in the house. Most of the time, it was an upright. You know, at one point before we, you know, we lost the house that we lived in in Inglewood, we had a grand in there. Like it was, it wasn't that expensive grand. It was, yeah. like, it was, was refurbished. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Refurbished, <laughs> but it was a grand. So that's that's me bringing them home because I'm. This is my comfort zone, right? Of course, when it's like, you know, after the verse goes goes off, you know, uh, what is it? How do I end the verse? Um, and get better every moment, just like Beverly mentioned. Hard times, but never resentment. I stay forever relentless. Let's go. I'm an inspirational dude, bro, and I make no apologies about it. I'm a teacher. So um, I was like, you know, shout out to my pastor, too. That's my childhood pastor, Beverly Crawford. But uh, just like Beverly mentioned, I stay forever relentless. Let's go. Then the beat comes in. That's when it's like, okay, let's remind these niggas that we're here to take it. Mm. You know, um, until the end of my performance, I didn't know how it was going to go. Again, the the no matter how many people behind the scenes, on the side of the judges, no matter how many people are rooting for you, the beauty of this whole process, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, was that people were being honest. Mm-hmm. People were being honest. And that's where you have disagreements. That's where you have Chance being like, I they said this, but I said this. Right. And that's just honest. You know what I'm saying? And uh and it made for really dope moments. And I knew that that also meant like despite how much you rooting for me, if I don't show up and execute right now, I could be the nigga who should have got it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Should've, so should have, could've. And and one thing, people are saying, why are these rappers forgetting their lyrics and what's happening? And it's like, fuck you know about getting up. And doing a performance in front of not your audience, mm-hmm. right? Because if you watch, there's so many performances where 
the the artist is overwhelmed with emotion and they cry. Yeah. What does the audience do? Cheer them on. Go right. crazy because they shared that moment with you. That's a natural exchange of performing in front of your crowd, mm-hmm. right? Never will you get up in front of that many people being critiqued, nor will it be that many lights and cameras where the primary function of all the cameras is to make a show, not to make you. You know what I'm saying? So for people critiquing the artists that fumbled in whatever round, I listened back to, because I didn't hear all the ciphers till the show came out. Yeah. I listened back to the ciphers. It's like niggas who, where a certain element of their artistry was stupid, though. Like, I'm like, damn, that nigga voice hard. Like, how he delivers, I can learn from that. Right. Beans, how she come off hard, I can learn from that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The kid, Arion. Yeah. Ariane, yeah. oh when God. I was fucking, Ariane was when man. I was 19, 18, was I rapping like that? Hell no. Fuck no. no. Hell no. Fuck no. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So critics going to be critics. Ray Khalil. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I, hey, I'm so proud that Ray Khalil got the first verse on the whole show. So every time somebody goes back and, and it's like, I'm going to watch this show. They see Ray, yeah. Because she's so creative. Whatever happened me? to uh, Bad News? Bad news. Bad news. He was from oh, North oh, Carolina. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people. It was yeah, funny because yeah, yeah. I was in the, in the barbershops like recently. And they were like, they were like, he he, he was a dude. It was in I want to say Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. yeah, but he he got through, but he didn't go. He didn't I guess up. obviously that's the whole TV value mm-hmm. of the production or whatever the editing process, whatever. But a lot mm-hmm. a lot of people asking like, yo, whatever happened to Bad News? Yeah. I didn't know if you had. It, yeah, and it happened. It. it happened two ways. Bad News made it through. Got the got the go ahead. Got the nod. And you didn't see him in L.A. Mm-hmm. When I saw him on TV, I was like, who's that? Right. You know what I'm saying? Then you also had uh, you also had AJ the one from Inglewood. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You see her in the second round, but they didn't show her first round. Ah, and so it's yeah. just the nature of... They had to cut it down. Yeah. They had to cut it down. It and sense. and they also cut down songs and verses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. for example, you don't hear my, my rap, my battle verse is the abridged version. You know what I'm saying? Out of nowhere, it's like... It's like I call him No Ring Barkley, then it's like, I'll beat your ass. <laughs> like, where's the setup? You know? So, you know, no, rap just, critics are going to be like, that don't rhyme, but I guess. I just, you know what I I'm just, saying? But I it's like, you was really, was I said, about you know. I thought that was the boxer coming out of you. You know what I mean? And, and some people think he panicked and right. just threatened to kill him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, nah, it's like, I said, what I say, um, No Ring Barkley, oh, sing along if you notice. Uh, smoke a blow, old king, but you ain't who low, sis. You're going to need your coach ringside to clear the ropes, throw the talent. You're that white thing that I used to clear my bowser. Ain't no nice me. You a suit tie. I'm a white tee. You a fruit fly. I'm a kite. Be so high. All I do is sightsee. But, uh, boy, you better not miss no class. I will honestly beat your ass. You know what I'm wow. saying? The setup. The, it's, you know, we're, Flawless said it to me the other day. He was like, bro, we write intentionally, bro. So to take out a portion is to give the audience something that doesn't completely meet our standards as a writer. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but. The thing is, the trade-off is that the storytelling was done so incredibly well yeah. that you can't you can't wish for more. It's still a television show. Yeah, at the yeah, end. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I, I always try to get people to understand that even with um, when you guys did the uh, was it the samples and you mm-hmm. did the Atomic Dog shit mm-hmm. and you and 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 your your performance mm-hmm. is what kind of sold that. Like you came in. You know, with the drunk man shit, and yeah. then you stood up tall and you and you wrapped your verse, and it was just like. To me, that was you. You was in your full artist, yeah, artistry, yeah, portraying not only with what you said, like what Chance said, as far as like what 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 I see on the paper, mm-hmm. but I saw it in a theatrical way. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So yes. that way, you were literally painting the picture live for everybody to understand what it is that you're trying to convey. Absolutely. And I think like 
those types of things are important. Another thing, too, is the collaboration. Um, I want to talk about that real quick. Mm -hmm. um, I know we got to wrap up, but the collaborations. Did you guys know about that? Because I didn't. That was a surprise. That was a surprise. That was that was after the after the sample round um, was over. Then they were like, hey, guess what? You know, you're going to be collaborating with the artists. And oh. then, you know, what I thought, because I thought we were going to go in and do an original song, which is what I kind of looked forward to, because that's where I was always, like, going to distinguish myself. Yeah. Let's get to these later rounds. Let's do what we got to do. Because when I get in the studio, different things yeah. are going to happen. And the Atomic Dog thing. They had seen my music video. They see me bring Inglewood out. They see me on a lowrider bike. So they thinking... Uh, Boom some class, boom some And it starts off like that. Yes, yeah, Slumpy Jump. Yeah. It starts off like that, but then when we flip it to halftime. Mm, hey, Chance lost his shit. Mm, it's a, it takes you into a whole nother world. Yeah. Shout out to King Los because. Shout out to King Los. Because when he, King Los knew, like he's, he's no stranger to competition, mm -hmm. battle. You know what I'm saying? So he knew that this is unorthodox as shit to do a slow song in a competition where other people are coming with some like energy, energy. Right. But I did it intentionally because my goal is always be memorable. Right. But what Lowe said is like, okay, that's how you going to rock. Do it. Be theatrical. And I was like, and, and I, I give that to him. It I was, was like, great coach, and you switch yeah, shoes yeah. and shit. Come on, homie. You know, and for the mistakes that I made in the verse on that round, they see the vision. And again, my response from the crowd was similar to that response I talked about. Like if an artist has a moment on stage and I can't give you the song, right. but I'm giving you me so you don't mind. You could go listen to the song, but you shared a human moment with me. And I think that was um, something special that came out of it. Would I have preferred to do it <laughs> flawlessly? Well, of you course, know, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You worked with, on the collaborations, you worked with... Um, De Niro Love the no, first no, time. No, I'm talking about the feature. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, the feature was Miguel. Miguel. Mm -hmm. Obviously, y'all got his history because yeah. of the tour and shit like that. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. The whole time when 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 they when that, it was it was Miguel, it was Ty Allison, it was uh, Janae, mm -hmm. it was Tiana Taylor. Tiana Taylor. Mm -hmm. The whole time I'm like, I'm a, I'm being 100 honest. I'm like, I think, I think Smoke is gonna murder this shit and Flawless is gonna fuck this up. Mm. And the only reason I felt like that is because he collaborated with. Janae, Janae, right? Yeah, but he killed that shit, didn't he? He killed it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. And he killed it, bro. And I was like, and I, because I didn't know he can go there. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think everybody's looking at Flawless like, I'm aggressive. I'm from right, this East Coast. Right. I'm a bar, motherfucker. I'm I'm a bar you out, this, that. Yeah, and then when he flipped it and came with the like, yeah, you, you know, he was smooth, Rico Suave as 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 Cardi or whatever. He, he was just like, and he was doing it. And comfortable. Like, that's the first time I ever worried about you in that competition. Mm, when Flawless did his when shit. When Flawless did his did shit. Did he go before me? I don't remember the order. They might they might have edited it yeah, out. Yeah, of that's order. what I'm saying. Like that was the first time I ever was like, ooh, smoke might be in trouble. That was literally oh, the, yeah, yeah, because yeah. because the way Flawless delivered, yeah. it was just so surprising to everybody, including myself. Mm -hmm. I'm like, smoke got this shit sold up. And then when he and then when I saw Flawless, I'm like, oh shit. And then him and Janae's chemistry was, yeah. it was just like, okay. Yeah. I mean, you killed it too, obviously. Hey, you know, we sitting here. We but. Just, but see, yeah, we just had, my thing was, uh, I, that round was like, have a good ass time. Like, that was the one thing I felt like I hadn't done yet. 
I showed him how creative I was, how thoughtful I was, how aggressive I could be, mm-hmm. how West Coast and authentic I am. Mm-hmm. But they hadn't seen me just have a good ass time. Facts. The thing about it is, the whole tour that we went on with Miguel was a good ass time. And oh, how he imagine. how he ended the the show every night mm-hmm. was Captain and Stan catch your wave on us. Mm, yep. <laughs> uh, you know that shit was wild, bro. So to get that song, it's like I know the energy of this song. Yeah, West you know Coast. what I'm saying. So, now, what I do want to ask too, man, as far as the students, I mean, you, you like I said, we you, you play a huge part in the community. What, what has mm-hmm. been the students' response like, man, bro. as of right you, now? I mean, Mr. I don't Ferris, know if you seen, yeah, <laughs> if you seen, seen my, the tweets, you know, what bro, saying? bro, the my students, and if I ever catch them, I promise I'm reposting them, and I do. You know, they, uh, my students are like, this is my Spanish teacher, wow. and you know, anybody that's been in my class, I have this kind of a call and response that's basically like whatever is going on in your day outside of this classroom, this is where we are. Y'all know the norms of this space. Mm-hmm. We gonna operate. You know, you get respect in here. You know you're expected to respect me. So this is how we start off. It's just a routine, a healthy routine in my classroom. So I start off like, pura vida clase, which is a saying from Costa Rica, right? Pura vida clase. And they like, duanis, you know, which is That's Costa Rican slang. Shit. I do. <laughs> right? <laughs> Like, I'm from LA. You right? said twenties, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So twenties. So it's twenties, right? And then, um, so it's just this whole call and response. It's like several different sentences and whatnot. Um, so everything that they're posting is like pura vida. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you hear them in the background while they're watching it. You know, recording their television. Like that's my Spanish teacher, Mister Ferris. You know. And I had to shoot them out in the uh, cipher round, like mm-hmm. you yep. know. I love good music. And that's another another setup that they missed because they had to edit it down. I love good music. I love to share it. I love my students. Them little niggas call me Mr. Ferris, mm. you know? And so they missed it. I love good music. I love to share Damn, it. Like, dog. so, um, but again, that, that there's no better feeling than your students hitting you up. And it's, my DMs are nuts, bro. I can oh, imagine. I can imagine, bro. Stupid. Only imagine. Stupid. Let me, let me and I, so I, I still try to sift through them to be like, who is who? You know, and that's why I go live. Like, hey man, y'all chap tap in with me. Yeah. We could chop it up. Cause See exactly who it's it is. overwhelming, bro. It's such a know. warm feeling because uh, you know me. Everything I did on the show is consistent with everything I've been about prior to. So the fact that people respond to that is overwhelming. When they respond to who you actually are. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. I can a, do that. That's a different that's a different emotion. Yeah. Um last thing. The um after like after everything after all the dust is settled right mm-hmm. like you said i came in here to do this i came to represent my city i did this do you feel like you left anything on the table that you didn't get to do through this process not even not whether it be filming the show whether mm-hmm. it be after the show whether it be you know your interactions with other contestants on the show you feel like you left anything any stone unturned no that's dope that's no. an amazing feeling that's no. and that's that's why it's rewarding. Yeah. I feel like, uh, and that's it's overwhelming. Yeah. It's overwhelming because you prepare your whole life for stuff like this. Yeah. I'm just gonna be completely honest. You know, I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was a, I look like a different nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like a baby. Right, you know, straight up. And so, um, so when you have a chance to do that, and you feel like you executed to that degree, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you just feel fortunate, grateful for it. The ability to do that, and um, I think it was a fair exchange. You know, I think rhythm and flow benefited from me being on there. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying, and vice versa. 
you know, so. I do appreciate, too, um, you know, I, I, I saw you a couple of times speak up on me being on the show and, yeah. and, and being it being something that it was like, oh, it's authentic. Yeah, it speaks and, uh, too, yeah. I appreciate that, too. Yeah, when I first when I first walked out, you know, and just waiting alone will do something to you. 12-hour waits before you got to get up there and in an instant be like, all right, now do your best. Right. Go, go. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Instantly. That'll mess with your mind. Yeah. So we're there, and right before sound check, and we get, you know, one one run through in sound check to make sure our mic settings were good. I look up, I see DJ Head, and I'm like, I'm supposed to be here. We're good. I'm supposed to be here. Because, yeah. you know, spaces that are meant to do some weird shit, they they have a way of excluding people like DJ Head. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh no, if we trying to if we trying to pull some funny business, we don't need that nigga around. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going for that. You know, so so seeing him was like, oh, we should be straight. Yeah. You know, and and straight don't mean I I Again, I didn't know I was going to win. Right. Straight don't mean I automatically win, but it means when I leave, whatever I gave them is how it's actually told. You know, that platform to give you, to do what you came to do. It made me feel better about, I mean, bouncing off what you just said, it made me feel better about competition shows. Because we all, especially in in our community. Oh, man, I wasn't fucking with none of them, bro. In our community, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Right. Right. We all look at them like, this some bullshit. It's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, old boy is corny. Old girl... I don't trust her. Mm-hmm. Right. That ain't really his mom right. that's right. crying. Right. Right. It'd be, it be, it be shit like that. And yeah. so, like, when I went and initially sat down with them, I was like, bro, it got to be authentic. Yeah. It has to be authentic. You know? And then Snoop said it. This ain't the voice, motherfucker. Yeah. Bro. It ain't. <laughs> bro. It ain't. And so when I when I initially agreed to do it, I uh, mind you, I didn't know you was involved. I didn't mm-hmm. know. They wouldn't tell me any. They probably didn't even tell y'all that much shit about the show. Nothing. They just told us, hey, it's a show, and we can't tell you what it's called. We can't tell you who's involved. Just be like, ready. Just, you want to do it. Yeah. It's like, bro, like, no. I need some details. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, no, I don't want to do it. Hell not. Because I, you know, anyway, um, where I was going with it was, every time you peel back, peel back another layer, it was like, oh, this is authentic. Oh, this is some real shit. And then when I saw, when I first in LA, when the first auditions. I love they started off with the LA episode, by the way. The first auditions, when I first got there, and then the content, y'all started coming on stage and shit like that, and the judges weren't holding back, I was like, this is gonna be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's not corny, it's not bubblegum. Mm-hmm. They not holding it. You know, Snoop was very honest with it. They cut Period. a lot of that shit out. Period. Snoop was he wasn't as honest as Fat Joe. Like Fat Joe is a different type of nigga. Fucking terrible. Nigga, what are you wearing? Joe. I fuck with Fat Joe. I like that yeah. interview. Hey, my favorite line is, I'm sure I would appreciate what you're doing. I knew what the fuck, fuck you were saying. saying. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, right. That's but I just, I, I appreciate, you know, the show, one. Two, I appreciate you. Yeah. Aside from the show, just, you know, who you are, what you stand for. You always been who you are. What people see is what you get. And Absolutely. I feel like the same about myself. Yeah, so I always respect that in other people. Respect. And you got something that you contribute into the culture and into humanity yeah. on, a, on a bigger level. So I, I love the fact that you got this platform now. And I know you're going to do amazing with it. Um, again, Inglewood High is that the name of the project? Inglewood pro- High. Inglewood yeah. High is the name of the project. Yes, sir. Go grab it, support it. Um, is is one thing we always ask before people get up out of here too. Mm-hmm. The year can't end without D Smoke doing what? The year can't end without D Smoke doing a hometown show. A hometown show. So okay, that's coming. There we go. All right, yeah. we're gonna do that show on Crenshaw and Slauson. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. D-Smoke. Hey, I oh. think hey. They they didn't seen the show, so they know what it is. But I think they also know. I think you know 
the typical rules don't apply when you ain't never followed them rules. You exactly. know, I feel so. you. Exactly. Um, other thing too is, has anybody tapped in? Like you know that that stood out to you. Like I know I saw I saw Chance get your number mm -hmm. in, in in front of me. Yeah, he was like, "Yo, you know, you hard, bro. Let's let's do let's get up. Let's do some shit." Yeah. Um, has anybody else tapped in with you that surprised you or even uh, stood out? Well, I mean, Chance Chance just he offered a lot of insight. You know, mm -hmm. Chance tapped in. Uh, Tip definitely tapped in. And Tip um, has already become somewhat of a mentor. Just like West Coast, you know. Tip. The thing about Tip. Tip has done so much of what I want to do, you know, both in music and business mm -hmm. and, you know, in the community, you know, um, as a family man, mm -hmm. you yep. know. So his his way of navigating all these things is exemplary. So um, and, and he makes it look easy. So, you know, we've definitely tapped in. We have conversations pretty regularly and um, you guys can look forward to it you know, different kinds of collaborations, you know, okay. both on the community front. So you got a record. So y'all can look forward to some kind of collaborations <laughs> on the community like, front. Uh, yeah, I got a record. With, I got a record with Tip. Yeah, that's but, 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 you know, we're going to go in, how I work, we go in and we do a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we choose how we want to, how we want to do it. You know, not just, we got a record, put it out. Yeah. Because everything is intentional and it has a specific place mm -hmm. in the realm of music. So. What I want to know, is who has a bigger vocabulary? You or Tip? Me or Tip? Oh, that's wanna, a good question. I'm going to tip my hat to Tip, tip. on that one. <laughs> All right. Expedition. Hey, like, Expedition. I'm just yeah. getting in this motherfucker. Right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't want to be ostracized. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. Exactly. Man, it's been an incredible journey, man. Just yeah, witnessing absolutely. it. And I know this is just, just the beginning. beginning. Just the beginning, man. Is there anything that we didn't touch or didn't say or didn't get off that you, you want to make sure that the people know? Uh, man, I want to make sure that the people know that they can go check out all my shit yeah. on uh, dsmokemusic.com. Mm -hmm. We got the music up. The merch. You know, the, the merch, merch is I'm up. Loving that the super merch, good, you know, super, super good, bueno. super bueno. Yeah. We're always pushing lines for black and brown. Absolutely. You know, what, what people don't know is, or people may know, they're starting to understand is that Los Angeles, Inglewood being no exception, is a, it's a black and brown place. Mm -hmm. it's, Spanish is not a foreign language. You know, you know, a couple overwhelmingly the, the the great majority of people are like, it's so dope that you speak Spanish. You're showing so much love from a black person West Coast. who's not a native speaker to do it. That means a lot mm -hmm. because the care that you put into learning the language, it shows respect for the entire culture, not just for some regular shit. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so the the overwhelming response is is positive. Right. Um, so we're always going to I have a, a passion for the language learners. We're always going to push that line. And so that's what this this little movement is about. You feel me? Y'all go pick that up. You yeah, know what man. I'm saying? Um, yeah. Yeah. But we at it, man. See, I appreciate you. I just ordered mine. Hey, DJ Head just ordered his. You know what I'm saying? And I got a I got a email confirmation Boom, on my already. end. So I just, I just ordered phone mine. Phone vibrating. So you right feel here. me? So yes, what's sir. the website one more time? D Smoke music.com right. that's how they can connect with you follow you get all the all movement, of that everything man. all of that it's d smoke good. seven yes it is man homegrown radio the... my guy d smoke go pick up Inglewood. Inglewood. I'm, from Inglewood. I'm from Inglewood. shout out to snoop <laughs> uncle, uncle snoop yeah man it's homegrown radio chuck does with dj head and we out